0: Good evening, Misfits. Hello. Welcome to... Is this the last of the scary stories no. to tell in the dark? No. There's <laughs> at least... There's at least
1: uh, one or two more after this.
0: Okay. But Jay cover every single story. But J-Rock's leaving me to go to Disney World, so... Yes. We will see you in two weeks. Yes. Then, so anyway, without further ado... Here it is. Coming up with hoo-ha. Yes, so hoo-ha is, like
1: I said, I'm just trying to cover every single story. Hoo-ha isn't much of a story. It's just kind of the prologue to more scary stories to tell in the dark. Gives a brief summary of the kinds of stories that the book has to offer. And what I found funny was that the author suggested to the reader that they read the stories during the day when it's not scary. But they wait till nighttime to tell their friends.
0: Is something wrong. So, in this one, a driver's car breaks down. Coming at you from Los Angeles, California. So, driver's car breaks down, and
1: he decides to stay in an empty house that he had seen a few blocks down, because he wants to get some sleep. It's kind of almost reminds me of Goldilocks, like you just wander into a house, but whatever. So, he made himself a fireplace, and decided he would try to get some help in the morning. But before he went to sleep, he heard a big crash from the chimney. And the thing that had fallen out of the chimney stood up and looked at him. And it was just this creature with a skull and bloody eyes. Because the man starts running and running away. Like, he's freaking out right now. And eventually the creature caught up to him and was just like, is something wrong? Like, poor little guy had no idea that he was a skull with bloody eyes.
0: Just wanted to know if something was wrong. I tried to offer you a piece of candy, but you kept on running. <laughs> I know, right? It's him. It's him. Okay. And
1: this one Ooh, comes get, at
0: I you from this. our home state of Louisiana in a town called Derriter. Right. Yep. So. It's, okay. it, it's a town of white and bread trash. Ah, got it. There's nothing there. Got it. So it's not going to make <laughs> much sense when we tell you about this one. So. I mean, it will make sense.
1: So this very mean couple lives in the woods, and they were getting firewood one day. When the wife, I guess they got in an argument or something, so the wife decides to grab an axe and cut off her husband's head. Yeah. So she went like home. Like this. Yeah. Evil. So she went home and thought about how proud of herself she was for doing that. And suddenly she hears a moaning voice saying, "Who's going to stay with me this cold and lonely night?" I'm sure that's exactly how he sounded. And she thought, it's him, and yelled back, stay
0: by yourself! No one, you decrepit old piece of shit. <laughs> Bastard.
1: So he asks the question twice more, and she replies in the same way. And she gets up and starts to head back home. And then hears the voice once more. Who's going to stay with me this cold and lonely night? Before she could respond, a big hairy hand comes around the corner and grabs her and screams, "You are!" <laughs>
0: And uh, who doesn't want to uh, kill their spouse or their ex? <laughs> yeah, we've all had those dark thoughts. Of course. Just delicious. This one comes at you from New, New York.
1: York. Yep. So in this one, an abusive man named George Flint was obsessed with eating and would always make his wife, Mina, cook huge meals for him. And one day he stopped at a butcher shop and bought a pound of liver. Mina started to cook it for him and had mentioned that a rich old woman in town had died and that her body was in the church next door. George really did not care about, like, he could not have cared less. He was like, whatever. And yeah, he, went he, back he to didn't work. care
0: about what his wife had to say. Of course and not. She was a good cook, too.
1: Yep. Even though George complained. Yep. That was one thing he actually admitted about her, too, though. She was a really good cook. So he goes back to work, because I think he was just going home for, like, a lunch break. And Mina finished cooking it, and she, like, tasted it to see how it was. And it was so delicious that she couldn't stop eating it and ended up eating the whole thing. And she knew that George would be home soon and he would not be very happy at the fact that he's got no liver. So it was late in the day and the butcher shop was closed. And then she remembered the old woman in the church. So yeah, you can figure out what happened there.
0: Yeah, she took, she took her liver. Yeah,
1: that's what happened there. So George got home and ate the liver. And that night, Mina heard the woman's voice. Who has my liver? I'm really enjoying the ghost voice. Now, at first she thought she was just imagining it. But then the voice got closer. Who has my liver? And to which Mina replied, I don't have your liver. And the voice was right next to her. Who has my liver? He does. <laughs> yes, yeah, Mina eventually pointed at her husband and said, he has it. And then yes. the lights went out and George screamed. screamed. She took her liver back. Yep. I never um, had, I had goose liver, that was pretty good. I've never had liver ever. I don't think I want to. I don't know, it just seems nasty.
0: And it's based off a story called Go Figure the Liver. Yes. Okay, so
1: this one is like cat's eyes.
0: So coming at you from St. Louis, Missouri.
1: Yes. So while a man named Jim Brand was dying, his wife suddenly saw headlights and realized it was a hearse. There were 12 men in the hearse and they all had glowing eyes like cat's eyes. And they lifted something into the hearse and drove off. And this is when the doctor comes to let the woman know that her husband had died. This is based off of part of a story by Augustus Hale in a book called The Story of My Life.
0: So yeah, kind of a little bit disturbing. That May I great. carry your basket? This comes at you from, is an English folktale. It's uh, Irish too, isn't it? Not this one. Okay. So in this one, a man named Sam
1: Lewis was walking home and saw a woman carrying a basket. But he couldn't see her face, but he still asks her if he can carry her basket. And when he takes it, he hears a voice say, That's very nice of you. So he's startled because the the voice is inside the basket, if I didn't say, sorry. Hears the voice inside the basket say, That's very nice of you. So he's startled and drops the basket, and a woman's head rolled out. And he realized it was the woman holding the basket, it was her head. And so he starts to run away, but the woman and her head ran after him, and the head bit both of his legs, and then both the woman and the head disappeared. This is based on an old English folktale called The Headless Woman, but in the original version the man, like the main man in this thing is named Gabriel Fisher, and he actually had a dog named Trotty with him that was kind of barking at the head the whole time.
0: Will you remember? Well, maybe you will remember. Paris, France. Yep. Yes. So this one is kind of a long one.
1: So there was a lady named Mrs. Gibbs and her teenage daughter, Rosemary. And they were at a hotel in Paris when Mrs. Gibbs started to feel sick. So Rosemary found the hotel doctor and asked him to examine her. Brooke is playing me like a drum. Literally. Be lucky. (laughs) lucky, Sorry, be lucky.
0: (laughs) Be lucky. You're lucky. Anyway. me like
1: a drum. Anyway, so the doctor said that Mrs. Gibbs was too sick to be traveling, but he said he could move her to a hospital and that his wife could give them the medicine that she needed. But Rosemary would have to be the one to go to the house to get it because the doctor didn't have a phone at his house, so he couldn't call his wife to get the medicine, and he had to move Mrs. Gibbs to the hospital. So he wasn't able to go, but she could go. So he ordered her a taxi and explained to the driver how to get to his house. The thing was, he was speaking in French, which Rosemary didn't understand, so she had no clue what he was saying. So the driver was driving very slowly and even seemed to be going in circles. And when she got to the house, it took forever for the wife to answer the door and then forever to get the medicine ready. And while she was there, Rosemary heard a phone ring and she was confused because the doctor said they didn't have one at the house. So when she finally got the medicine, she went back in the same taxi with the same driver and the taxi was driving super slow again. And she suddenly realized he was driving in the wrong direction. And when she asked him about it, he didn't respond. So she opened the door and ran out. Once she finally got to the hotel, She went up to the clerk that had given her the room earlier and asked for the key to the room, which was room 505. The clerk said that she must have been mistaken because there was another guest in that room and maybe she was in the wrong hotel. So she told him that he had given her the key that morning, but he said he'd never seen her before in his life. She gave him her and her mom's names. And he looked them both up and said no one of either of those names had checked in. No, None of them were, like, guests at the hotel. No one with that name. So she figured the doctor would remember her. So she brings him the medicine. And he does the same thing. He tells her that he's never seen her before in his life. So yeah, no one seems to remember her. She went to the hotel manager. Also didn't remember her. But he did say that he could give her a room where she could rest. And then maybe she'll remember what hotel it was that she was supposed to be staying at. But Rosemary, like she knew that this was the hotel. This was the hotel that she that she was in. So she insisted on seeing room 505. And when she finally did, it was completely different. The beds had changed. I think it was like when her and her mom were in there, it was a twin, two twin beds. And this one was like one queen size bed. And then the colors of the furniture had changed. None of her or her mom's stuff was in there. And her mother was gone. It was like, it was a completely different room. So she's freaking out right now. Now, the manager gave her another room and told her to get some rest, and then maybe she'll remember. But what was actually happening with all this, it turns out that Rosemary's mom had died from the plague. And, like, when the doctor first saw her, he knew, like, she had the plague. So he wants to get rid of the daughter so that, basically, they could hide that somebody in this hotel had the plague. So they sent Rosemary on a wild goose chase and tried to convince her she was crazy. They snuck the mother's body out of the hotel and to avoid bad publicity, they threatened the workers there with their jobs if they didn't play along. And there is a version of this that actually takes place in Detroit, Michigan. But yeah, a little bit.
0: Come from Detroit. Yes. Okay, this one, I'm gonna struggle to say this. Did is this the one is that comes from Michigan?
1: No, the one from Michigan was the one that we just did.
0: Oh, that's right, Detroit. Yeah. Well, the the
1: actual story was from Paris, but there is a version that comes from Detroit. Okay. So this one, Me, Ty, Dodie, Walker. Me, Ty, Dodie, Walker, that's right. Oh, thank, thank you. <laughs> I can't really say it. Alright, so, there were rumors of a haunted house where a bloody head would fall from the chimney every night. So no one ever spent the night there because you know people are smart. Until a rich man offered a whopping two hundred dollars to anyone that would. So a young boy, because you know kids, two hundred dollars, two hundred dollars must a have been a lot of money. Two hundred dollars for a kid. So yeah, a kid agreed to do it if he could bring his dog with him. So while he was there, he heard singing that seemed to be coming from somewhere in the woods. It's saying "Me tie Doty Walker." It was singing it. Yeah. To the boy's surprise, his dog sang back. Lynchy kinchy,
0: collie, molly,
1: dingo, dingo. So yeah. A few minutes later, he heard the singing again, but it was louder and closer. And he tried to keep his dog from singing back this time, but to no avail. He kept singing. Half an hour later, he heard the singing again, this time from the backyard, and the dog sang back again. Then he heard it again, this time from the chimney, and the dog came back again. Now, if you remember, the rumor was that a head would fall from the chimney every night. So suddenly, a bloody head falls from the chimney, and lands right next to the dog, who unfortunately immediately died of fright. Yeah,
0: poor dog. What? Fuck <laughs> Oh my god! Fuck you. Fuck you. Oh, my god. <laughs> oh man, oh my god. you grabbed okay. your That was. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> You're yeah. so easy. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: anyway, where were we now? No. Okay, so, after the poor dog dies of fright, the head turns to the boy and opens its mouth, and the boy screamed.
0: Well, the head screamed. Oh. Well, I think, no, I think in this version...
1: <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> in this version, I think the boy screams. I don't know. But the rich man found him next day, you know, the one who was offering two hundred dollars because he's so rich anyway but he, he so he finds the boy still screaming and his hair had turned white the story was in the scary stories to tell in the dark film as I'm sure you know and so the words meetai Dodie, Walker and Kali Molly dingo dingo are both complete nonsense and have no specific meaning
0: yes there's a different version
1: yeah. But there is a theory that it could have been a slogan for like a cement company and that the head saw that when they were rising from the dead or whatever. And that's how, and like that, there were letters scratched out. So that's kind of how he came up with all that. But yeah, this one is based off of American folklore. Okay. Now this one is
0: uh, based off of a story that was That one comes at you from the... No, the, the, the other one. Oh, it one. comes from the most LGBT-friendly city in the world. What's San that? Francisco. Right. No thanks. This one things. comes from New York. Or no, New York Times, yeah. Yep. Well, New York, yeah.
1: So a man named Jim was leaving work to go home one night when a man with a knife walks up to him. Which, you know, you'd be kind of scared, right? So he held it up so Jim could see it, and he's like, nice, sharp knife, cuts nice and easy. But Jim is obviously pretty freaked out. He's trying to think what to do. And he's like, well, I'll just give him whatever he wants. And then suddenly the man says, only $3, two for five. Nice present for your mama. And Jim's like, "Eh, no thanks, she's got one. And runs to his car. And this is based off of an incident that was reported in the New York Times on March 2nd, 1983.
0: Old woman all skin and bones. Yeah, so
1: this is a song. Would you like to read it?
0: Yes, it comes from Kansas City, Missouri. Would you read it? No, you can read it. Come on. Okay. Old...
1: Where was I? Oh, there was an old woman, all skin and bone, who lived near the graveyard all alone. She thought she'd go to church one day to hear the parson preach and pray. And when she came to the church house style, she thought she'd stop and rest a while. When she came up to the door, she thought she'd stop and rest some more. But when she turned and looked around, she saw a corpse upon the ground from its nose down to its chin. The worms crawled out and the worms crawled in. The woman to the preacher said, Shall I look like that when I am dead? The preacher to the woman said, You shall look like that when you are dead.
0: Come at the nose. The so, worms yeah, at My the question, nose.
1: So, my question is, Why the fuck is there a corpse just chilling in the church? Like, did they not think to bury the body? Like, does this not arise I guess. any kind of suspicion? Like, is it? No one else finds this weird?
0: Okay, anyway. Speaking of church, one, one Sunday, Sunday morning, morning. This one comes from the oh, French folktale. Yes. So, a
1: woman named Ida always went to church at 7 o'clock on Sunday morning. She lived close enough to the church where she could hear the church bells that she was eating. But one Sunday morning, she heard them while she was still in bed and she realized she must be late for church. But she's freaking out. She got dressed, didn't eat or anything, just she's in a hurry. And when she got outside, it was still dark and no one was out. She didn't really think much about it being dark because it was like, it was like the time of the year, you know, when it stays dark longer. So she really didn't think much of it. And um, she figured everyone must be at church and that's why the streets are empty. So she quietly slipped in and found a seat and started to look around. So she only recognized one person and she goes every Sunday. So you think you would recognize more people, but she only recognized one person. A woman named Josephine Kerr, who had died a month before. So I just looking around again and suddenly notices that there were some skeletons in suits and dresses in the congregation. Which, I mean, I think sounds kind of adorable, personally. But, you know, I guess it might have been a little scary. It's kind
0: of and more she, like
1: zombies. Yeah. Kind of. Well, she realized that this was a church service for dead, dead. people. Which I did not know was a thing, but, you know. Maybe.
0: And the priest is doing his thing.
1: Yep. And yeah, she really, she's the only one alive in this whole congregation. Mm -hmm. So yeah, a little freaked out. And she notices that some of them are staring at her angrily. And Josephine whispered to her, leave right after the blessing if you care for your life. So yeah, that's kind of scary. So after the blessing, Ida does, she quickly grabs her coat because she does care for her life. Quickly grabs her coat and walks to the door. And several of the dead people are chasing her, screaming, Get out! You don't belong here! Don't come back! Now they grab her coat and her hat from right off of her. And when she reached the street, she noticed that the sun was rising and the dead people had completely disappeared. She thought maybe it was just a dream. But then her friend found her coat and her hat in the cemetery, all torn up. Born, yep, torn shreds yes, and, and this is, is based off a French folktale called... The Specter's Mass. But in this folktale, the main character is named Josephine. Josephine. Like, you know Josephine, who was in the story before? Mm-hmm. The dead woman? Yeah, in this one, she's not the dead woman. The other people are dead. Okay. This one's kind of funny. Ring on her fingers.
0: This comes at you from Kansas City, Missouri. Yes. Yeah, so, this one is about a lady named
1: Daisy Clark, who died, supposedly, after being in a coma. And the grave digger found out that she was wearing valuable rings. So because grave diggers are never very smart in these stories, he decides he's going to dig up her body and try to get them off. But they were stuck on her fingers pretty tightly, so he decided to cut off her fingers. She started to bleed, which, you know, I don't know much about dead people, but kind of don't think that's a thing that happens. But yeah, she started to bleed and then she sat up. She looked at him and asked, who are you? And the gravedigger obviously freaked out and ran, but he ended up falling into the grave he had dug for her and fell onto his knife. And Daisy just shrugged and walked home. So yeah, she was actually not dead. She was still in a coma. Now this is based off a folktale that is found in both England and Ireland called The Thievish Sexton.
0: Room for one more. This, this one is based off from of a true story. Yes, this comes actually from Philadelphia. Yes. So, this
1: is, um, okay, so a man named Joseph Blackwell went into Philadelphia on a business trip. One night he was having trouble sleeping and he heard a car in the driveway, so he went to look outside and saw a hearse carrying several people. The driver looked at him and said, there's room for one more. Kind of creepy, but yeah. So the next day, Joseph was telling his friends about all this. He was staying with friends at this time. He was on a business trip, and they all agreed that it was just a dream. So Joseph spends the day in his office building and goes to the elevator. But when he gets there, the elevator is like super crowded, you know. When you kind of this is before COVID, so it's not as big of a deal, but it's still, you know, kind of uncomfortable. So, yeah, he sees that it's super crowded, but someone on the elevator says there's room for one more. Joseph looks at this man and sees that it's the same man from his dream. So, Joseph. Intelligently says, no, I'll take the next one. Then it turns out the elevator crashes, killing
0: everyone on it. So, yes,
1: he his life got saved by a ghost. Yes, it's
0: based on the true ghost story from Ireland called Lord Defends, Go- Defend's Ghost Story. Yes. Or a ghostly warning. So, in the real story,
1: okay, he's got the longest name ever, I'm sorry.
0: Frederick Temple Hamilton
1: Temple Blackwood. First Marquis of Dufferin and Ava. Basically, he's a British public servant. And he's he was kind of well-known. Like, he's got a whole Wikipedia page and everything. He's pretty well-known. But yeah, he shares his experience about where he saw a ghost. And then years later, so this wasn't the next day. Right. But years and later, he recognized him in an elevator that ended up crashing. In
0: Tullamore County, Ireland. In the elevator crash, It happened at the Grand Hotel in yeah. Paris. So the first sighting of the ghost was in Tullamore
1: County, off, off the lay, Ireland. But the actual crash happened at the Grand Hotel in Paris.
0: Yes, but there was another one in Philadelphia.
1: So the Philadelphia is the um the fictional one.
0: Yes, yes. So that is all we have for you today. Uh, just in time, right? Stay sweet time. misfits. Let yes. me know. Let me know who you want me to scare. No. J Rock next time. Mm-hmm. Rah! <laughs> <laughs> Got your neck. No. Oh, she loves neck being touched. Alrighty. I hate it. Alrighty. Okay. Alrighty. I will see you. In... We'll see you when I'm back tonight. from Disney World. Night, yes, and peace out. Nighty night.